Hi, and welcome to The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I'm joined by our very own social media producer, Eliza Bage, to talk about stories, what they are, how to create them, and why you should be using them for your business. We'll also be discussing the use of memes as it pertains, pertains to the events like Will Smith, Chris Rock, the slap heard around the world this Sunday night. Eliza, welcome to The Social Angle. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We've got a lot to unpack today, um, yes. and I'm really excited to get into this topic. But before we start talking about stories, uh, can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Um, introduce yourself yeah. for those who don't know who you are, and mm-hmm. also tell me a little bit about your use of stories. Okay. Yeah. So I am the new ASI social media producer. I actually have about three and a half years of social media experience from a Chick-fil-A franchise. And I also did work as a social media manager for the college business at the university I attended. And honestly, writer is what got me started on stories. I didn't touch stories at all from a business perspective. I was like, oh, it doesn't make sense for Chick-fil-A. And then they were like, No, it it makes a lot of sense to you. So we talked all about, you know, mapping it out for campaigns, using it for events, and also having our highlights up. So that's what really got me started on stories for business. So you didn't believe in stories before? I didn't, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I really, I was like, I don't really know what's the use for it. And then Ryder really instilled that in me and like really taught me how to use it. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And that was a big part of our task is, um, you know, figuring out our social media stories and our highlights. Okay, so um, I know stories started back with Snapchat. Now, were you a user of, of Snapchat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Snapchat was my, yeah. Um, I remember, I want to say, it, yeah, early high school is when I got Snapchat. And I still use Snapchat till this day. And yeah, so even though I used it for a personal like use, I didn't think of it more for a business aspect. Like when I right. started social media marketing, I was like, oh, I don't really know what to use my right. stories for. So yeah, I, I mean, I use stories personally, but not for, I would say, not until like the last two years is when okay. I really started to get into it. So, Okay, so yeah. I ran a poll um, on our Twitter page and I asked, do you use stories, the stories feature of social media for your business? Example, Instagram stories. Um, so here is how the results came back. Okay. Um, and I think this is going to be shocking to some, maybe not so shocking to others uh, like myself who don't use stories personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have trouble accepting stories as a viable uh, strategy plan for your business. And that's what we're going to get into in a second. But here are the results from that poll. Um, 16% of people said, yes, they use stories all the time. Um, (laughs) Almost 30% said occasionally that they use Mm -hmm. uh, stories for the business. 41% overwhelmingly uh, said they never use stories for their business. And Mm -hmm. at 12 and a half percent, and I know this is going to shock some people, the answer was, what are stories? Meaning oh. they don't know what stories are. And believe me, that's completely acceptable because there are a lot of mm-hmm. people who are you know, new to the social media game. Right. Uh, and that's really why we do this, uh, this podcast. And um, you know, I wanna start to kind of open that up and you know, drop the knowledge on what stories are. And that's gonna be my first question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give us a quick explanation of what a social media story is and why they are so popular right now? Yeah, yeah. So like you mentioned, it kind of all started with Snapchat. So Snapchat had their stories that, you know, you put up a quick 
picture or clip that lasts for 24 hours and then it's gone poof gone so after that and you know the trend of like like we said or like i just said you know i started using snapchat in high school so you have this generation of millennials gen z growing up on snapchat and using that so then everybody saw how hot stories was on snapchat that they started adding it on so yeah stories essentially is either a clip or image that lasts you know maybe 15 30 seconds at most on your or on your story and it goes away after 24 hours right so it's it's a yeah. what's called ephemeral it's a content. yeah yeah it disappears <laughs> um yeah mm -hmm. you know and i think people like myself um those who are in my camp don't really see much value in something that disappears um, after 24 mm -hmm. hours. Like, you know, what's what's the purpose of this? Um, you know, and you start asking your questions like, 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 why would I create content to only have it disappear? And yeah. that's that's where mm -hmm. my mind is. Um, and I, yeah. I'm not sure if that is a generational thing. I didn't grow up <laughs> using right. social media. I learned it, you know, in my professional career. Um, you know, and as a Gen Xer, I, I don't look at this as as a viable form only because it disappears. Mm -hmm. um, now you grew up with social media and I've noticed that this is something that the younger generations seem to embrace. When I talk to younger social media managers, they're all about stories. Whereas the mm -hmm. older people who use social media for business are more like me, that they don't <laughs> right. see the value in that. Um, now, yeah. why do you see value in something that disappears in 24 hours? I mean, I see value into it because it gives a kind of a glimpse into the day. It's a teaser. It can, you know, build up anticipation. It can create even FOMO, you know, fear right. of missing out of, you know, if you have an event and you're cap capturing it on your story and you're showing people and those who are not there, they're going to probably feel some FOMO about it. So I think that's why stories have gotten so big because at least like when I first started on Snapchat, it was just, it was so cool to see what you were doing. You know, and if you weren't there, like where that person was at, you know, you would feel like, oh, man, like I want to go there. I want to be there. So, yeah, it, I think it's really cool to give a glimpse into the day or what's going on. I also think stories is really beneficial if you have so much content, you can put it in another area. For example, something that's not as timeless that you can put on your Instagram feed, you know, as like an event, uh, an event flyer, like, you know, right. that being on your Instagram feed, that's not going to last forever, as opposed to you could put it on your story a couple times a week, or, you know, two weeks before that event, the day before that kind of thing. That's another place that you could put content on. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, in other words, it's an, it's a way to stay top of mind. And I think, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's where the, the value, if I had to say there was value in a story, um, it, it's that, you know, it's, yeah, that. I think that's the best way to describe it, to stay top of mind. Yeah. Right. Because, all these networks are pushing stories, the ones that offer it. Uh, they push it very high up in their feeds. Now, if you go to Instagram, you go to Facebook, though, right at the very top, you will see the stories. And they really want people to click on those. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they put high emphasis on this, and, and they're encouraging people to take action and, and, and look at the stories. So if you do take the time to create stories, you're going to be put in an optimal spot on social media. So I, so I, I do like that aspect of it. It gets preferential mm -hmm. treatment in feeds. And, you know, I think it's worth looking to, into if you have the time to do it. Um, yeah. But again, I, I struggle with 
with the fact that it disappears. It's gone. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about the networks that offer yeah. stories. Mm -hmm. So which platforms also offers stories and TikTok just recently added stories. So those are all the platforms. Twitter and LinkedIn had stories for a little bit, didn't work out on those platforms. They got rid of that. So for me personally, I believe that stories really work well on Instagram. And the cool thing is Instagram, Facebook, they're together. That's meta. You could sync that. And if you post your story onto Instagram, it could automatically be posted onto Facebook. So you don't have to go into each platform. So personally, I like Instagram mm -hmm. as, um, you know, the best way for a business. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the research that I've done um, and from what I see, you know, I have a family um, who, you know, my wife, my daughter, they use Instagram stories all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's from a personal perspective, but I also know that from a business perspective, uh, a lot of people in our industry use uh, Instagram stories. Facebook, yeah. to me, I feel like they're just really kind of pushing Facebook stories so much. <laughs> I don't necessarily yeah. know what, what the engagement is for a Facebook mm -hmm. story, um, whether it's low or not. If you can create one piece of content, one story and push it onto Facebook and Instagram, then then you know, it's a no brainer, put it in two different mm -hmm. spots. Um, but yeah. I do agree with you. I think that fate, that Instagram stories is where it's at. Now, Twitter dabbled uh, with fleet, yeah. which is their, which is what were their stories, but they got rid of those. Um, yeah. And I will say I'm on Twitter a lot. And there are a lot of people that are disappointed by the fact that they removed um, mm -hmm. their stories. Um, so, you know, LinkedIn, I'm not sure. I mean, all these platforms are testing the waters with these things. It's yeah. like, you know, does this work for me? Does it not? We're going to try it out. Uh, but it seems like most of the networks do offer um, some form of story. Um, yeah. But I agree. <laughs> I think I think if a business, especially in a business in our industry, wants to jump on stories, you know, Instagram is probably the best. I think you're going to get yeah. the most bang for your buck there. Mm -hmm. But it's also yeah. like a package deal with Facebook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, this is the million dollar question, you know, why should businesses, and we, I think we touched upon that a little bit yeah. with the staying top of mind, but like, if you're a business in this industry, Eliza, like wh why would you use stories? You know, <laughs> the reason why I would use stories, you know, we have our trade shows, we have all these events coming up and also just news that isn't always going to stay like, you know, timeless. I'm going to keep saying that word. You guys are going to get tired of it. But a lot of stuff that isn't timeless that, you know, you put it on your Instagram um, feed and you go back to your profile and you have all these things that are flyers and dates and from years ago, months ago, stuff like that. And it's like that doesn't really look nice if you want to make your Instagram feed aesthetically pleasing. Right. And also, like I said, timeless. So yeah, I think Instagram stories is perfect as another form of getting your content out. You know, it's it's a feature that's there. And if you have a whole bunch of event flyers, you might as well just throw them on your story instead of throwing it all like an overload on your timeline, you know? Right. So that's one of the reasons why I would say that, you know, another Another way that I like to use it is when I have my social media content all planned out and I get that email like, hey, can you please push this today? And I'm like, oh, I already had a post that just was just published. Like, I don't want to post anything else on Instagram, you know, to kill, you know, cannibalize each other. So what do I do? I put it on my story, right. you know? Right. So, yeah, I think it's just another element that you can get information and content out there. And I personally think, you know, it's there. Why not use it? Right. So it's another way yeah. to distribute 
uh, your message, your yeah. events, your content. Um, mm -hmm. And I like that. I, I think that's, that's really cool. When you, when you think about um, Facebook, you think about Instagram, you think about posting content. And yeah. if you just posted something, you know, five minutes ago and you have something else, you know, sometimes if you post right on top of what you just did, it seems like you're just, it's, it's just too much. Like you don't want to keep posting over stuff. You want to give it yeah, a little exactly. bit of time to sort of marinate, but with stories, you have another way to distribute that content. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's a great way to put up, you know, event flyers to talk about an event. You know, if there's any certain news, you can put that on there. You can do a countdown if you have a product launch or if you're opening your business or anything, you can use that. And that can be something that's reoccurring that reminds, reminds people, but it's not on your Instagram feed that can, you know, get old. <laughs> Right. And um, we do have a question from Stacy. Yeah. And Stacy, this is a question that we're just about to get into, but she asks, mm -hmm. what's your favorite engagement technique for stories? Pull, que pull a question, request for a DM link. Now that's going to segue into my question, which is, you know, what's the best kind of content you should be using um, for stories? Um, mm -hmm. So Eliza, take it away. Yeah, well, I, I honestly like all of the interactive kind of things. I would say personally, I do think the poll, the poll is the easiest to use because it's very quick for someone just to say yes or no, <laughs> or, right. you know, just kind of press that button. I think that's really cool. It's, it's neat to go back and see how many people actually engaged with that. I also really love now that Instagram allows you to put a link on your stories so it's amazing it kind of like alleviates the pain of not being able to put a link in your caption so those are my two favorite but all the other ones i think are really cool if you're doing like the questions i definitely would say if you're requesting people to send you questions you have to be checking back on your instagram so mm -hmm. it's still timely like don't go the next day and then see all those questions be like oh now i should post on my story no you should kind of check up on those during that day, you know, that kind of thing. So are, so when did this happen as far as allowing links in stories? Is that something recent? <sighs> That's something recent. Yeah. I want to say that was a couple months ago. I just remember randomly just playing around with the stickers because it's always neat to see what they have and seeing links pop up on there. And I was so happy because for a while you had to have a certain amount of followers to be able to access a link like to have that swipe up right. on a story, which was really annoying because, you know, I think it was like 10,000 and okay. yeah, you know, not every business is going to hit 10,000 followers like that, especially like at the time when I was really wanting to put links on, I did it for the college business. And I want to say we had like probably a thousand followers, you know, just our students and stuff like that. So it was a little annoying not being able to post those links. So all right, so th this leads to, to one of my next questions. Now, when you're posting links um, in a story or you're, or you're just posting a story and it disappears yeah. in 24 hours, like how can you accu accurately measure the success of your story? I mean, that to me, I feel like is the big question. Like when something disappears in 24 hours, how do you know how well it did? 
Right. Yeah. Well, the great thing is, although the stories do disappear, the insights are there. So when you go on your Instagram feed, there is actually an insight button right there on your profile. If you have a business profile, you can click that and it will show you your stories. So even if I posted a story a couple weeks ago, I can go back and look at each story slide. That's what I like to call them and see how many people viewed it. If there was a sticker or an engagement kind of thing, how many people actually tapped that. If people actually went back to my page after viewing the story people looked at the link, all that kind of stuff. So the insights are still there, which is great. So that's kind of like what I use as my defense when I mention stories to people. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know it's gone after some time. You could put it on a highlight, but if you don't do that, you could still see the performance of it and how well it did or if it didn't do well. Now, does this apply to <laughs> all of the platforms that offer stories? I don't so, you know, Facebook also has it. I haven't played around with Pinterest or YouTube's stories or even TikTok just yet, but I'm pretty sure that they should have the um, Insights tab. And if they don't, then they're definitely missing out. And okay. you should go on Instagram and put your stories there right. so you can get those insights. See that, you know, this is this is great insight into stories mm -hmm. because I always felt like st when stories disappeared, so did everything else. You'd have to kind of stay on top oh, of it. No. You can still go back. You can even view it again. Um, it's basically kind of archived in a sense okay. on Instagram. That's how, that's the best way I could describe it. So yeah, you can't like, it's not still on your story, but it's archived away. You can go view it. You can look at it again. You could see all the insights. You could post it on your highlights. If that's, you know, another way to kind of alleviate that disappearing kind of thing. So. So Tegan has a great question. She said, how do you put a link in your story? Oh, that's a very okay. good question because I've never done this. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can do a quick little, um, so you would go, here's the Instagram feed. I, I'm guessing they're asking for Instagram. So that top button where you hit story, mm -hmm. right there. Then I'm just gonna pick a random image. Okay, there's my image. And the top right, the second one, is this, all the stickers and stuff that you can do. I'm so sorry, it's not the perfect way. But when you scroll huh. down, I want to say it is the th fourth row in the middle. There's a link right there. Okay. And you would just click it and you would just paste your link. And then you have um, a way to customize that link sticker. It doesn't have to just say like the link number, sure. you know, the bit.ly or whatever. It can actually say like click here for yada yada oh, or okay, like I that see. kind of thing. So, so yeah, like, and then you post it. So it's, it's like an sticker. overlay. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a sticker in a sense. So yeah, okay. it's so really you cool. You kind of just went through uh, creating a story, but <laughs> to, you know, what is it difficult to, to actually create a story um, or is it simple? I think personally, I think it's pretty simple. Like if you have a picture or a video, a, a, a clip that you want to really post on there, you can just do that. But when I actually sit down and map out my stories for other content, I like to be a little bit more curated and sit there and design it. So I like to use Canva, which is free, and it has a bunch of templates, story templates that right. fit the you know dimensions and everything that I like to use either for inspiration or I just grab it and I use that template. I switch it around to fit the business. So yeah, I use Canva a lot. I sit there, I map it out for certain things. Like, you know, if I really want to post about an event, I'll sit there and make multiple slides or, um, I don't know, any, any kind of thing, you know, you could sit there and actually be very intentional with your story. 
Right. Or you could be pretty like organic with it and just post whatever, like that kind of thing. But yeah, so. Yeah, oh. Tegan says she loves Canva. And yes, now, Canva's amazing. <laughs> this is going to kind of um, translate into what we talked about uh, earlier, which was, <laughs> is it easy? Is it difficult? It's all relative, right? To me, I feel like if you take the time to learn something, it's it's probably not going to be as hard as you think it is, um, mm -hmm. especially to the younger generation, younger generation yeah. like yourself who grew up with social media, who grew up with phones in their hands, and they they know how to how to do all that stuff, how to mm -hmm. um, you know sync up platforms and and post you know one piece of content over multiple networks. That kind of stuff seems to be relatively rudimentary for your generation. Now, speaking for the older generation, the Gen Xers like myself. You know, this may be a little bit more difficult in creating right. stories. I think people have to be aware that everything has a learning curve. You have to be able mm -hmm. to have to be willing to go into the the learning with, you know, knowing that it's going to take some time. Um, and we talk about Canva. We talk about um, stories, you know, integrating the two, making them work for you is as difficult or as easy as you allow it to be. You just have to figure it, figure it out. Like to me, I've been resistant to stories only because in my, in the back of my head, it's like, it disappears. What's the sense? Um, mm -hmm. How can I get, uh, how can I get an accurate read on how well it, it did for me? But there are analytics behind it. I'm more interested now in learning more about mm -hmm. it and, and, and doing it for business. Now, um, again, it, it all comes down to your willingness to, to learn and, and get in, get involved with, with, yeah, you know, the, exactly. The yeah, I wouldn't say like, you know, just post a random picture with like no context or anything right. on your story and expect people to like, go visit the link in your bio, you know, that's where, you know, maybe add some stickers, add some text in, maybe sit down and get on Canva or whatever editing software you feel comfortable with and, you know, really map out and tell a story with your stories, you know, right. that kind right. of thing. So yeah, personally, um, you know, it's gotten very easy for me. So I would say, yeah, it's, it's easy, but I know to some people there would be definitely a learning curve. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so how often should you be posting stories? Yeah. So I would say at least, at least twice a week, you should post your stories. You know, um, if you have a bunch of like news content or a campaign that you're running, you know, you might be posting a little bit more. I don't think every single day back to back is the best thing to do. Maybe let that breathe for a little bit, but that's the same thing kind of with all of social media. I do think, you know, uh, Instagram, it can get a little annoying if you sure. post too much. So, yeah. so it lasts for 24 hours, right? Exactly. So, mm -hmm. so by definition, after 24 hours, you can post another one because that previous one is gone. Yeah, exactly. But you wouldn't post one like, you know, at 10 a.m. and then 2, 2 p.m., right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, unless, like, you know, maybe we're covering, like, an event and it's more, like, spontaneous and that kind of thing. If you're doing something that's a little bit more curated and planned out, I would wait until that previous story went away to put the next one up because you really want people to focus on that new one that you just posted. Does the new one overwrite the old one? It goes right behind it. Okay. Yeah, it goes right behind it. And then it also depends on like where someone is, I believe, in like viewing stories when they're clicking on there, um, like if they left off at a previous one. But I personally just like to wait until the other one is completely gone. If you really want to push something, just delete it and put the brand right. new one up. But I don't like having 
two separate stories up at the same time or yeah yeah that makes total sense so i mean this is great advice you know five times a week wait for the previous one to expire um and try out new ones uh yeah exactly like if you want to post it every day just wait for the other one expires you know yeah and there's there's really no set you know uh time when you should be doing stories yeah i would say that's the biggest disadvantage is um opposed to like you know posting and everything you over time it'll let you know oh this is the best time to post you know compared to your audience i still don't really know when's the best time to post for a story you know it could it really doesn't that there's no analytics behind that if there is i someone send that my way because that'll be amazing but yeah there's there isn't that best time to post so i would say that is the major disadvantage disadvantage the story at least for my side i know like you're like oh it disappears but i would say it sucks not knowing when is the best time to post a story and i think you just have to experiment you know yeah different times um and if you read an article that says this is the best time to post for your business don't believe it because they don't know what your business is. They don't know <laughs> exactly. who your clients are, who your users are. Um, it, it's all relative to who your users are, who you're trying to target mm-hmm. when they're on. And that's something you have to figure out yourself. You have to be able yeah. to experiment, try new things, try different times, different content, see how it does. Eventually, you're going to find out you know, the best time for engagement, the best time for you know, when, you're, when your users are on when they're consuming content. So that's up to you. That's really in your ballpark. You can control that. You can figure that out. Don't read, don't read something online that says, Oh, 9 PM on, you know, uh, Tuesday night is the best is when most people are on Facebook. Well, uh, most people is it is a macro number. You know, they're looking at a huge number. Mm -hmm. It's, it's about your users. It's about the people you're targeting. So, um, you know, experiment. That's, that's what I can offer for that. Yeah, I think that's the best thing to do. Even just like, you know, I mentioned how polls, I really like polls, but who knows, maybe your business, they like to DM, they like to Mm -hmm. send messages and ask questions. You know, it's all about playing around and seeing what works with your audience and just going from there. You know, it's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, sometimes you might sit there and think you made an amazing story and it just, it just doesn't, um, do well it just flops right. you know right. so and that's how social media is oh you're it's yeah. my life you know? it's, <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time and you know you're going to fail more often than you succeed exactly and you just have to you don't look at failure as failure you just look at it as data it's like hey mm-hmm. this didn't work you know this is when I thought people were going to be on but now you know you know it's exactly it's, maybe I try a different time maybe I, I try different content and that's how you refine your strategy plan that's how you figure out what your users want, um, when they're on, and what they're going to engage with, and and mm-hmm. I think that's important. And it's like don't look at it as failure, ever. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. It's data. So I did open this question up. Um, well, it wasn't really a question. I just asked people what they thought about uh, you know social media stories on uh, Twitter, and I did get some interesting comments uh, from the rideshare company. Um, okay. They wrote, "I think it's a good way to show your audience. Here's what I'm doing right now." or share facts, ask questions, and spark one-on-one conversations. Yeah. Um, Warwick Publishing, which Stacy uh, is in the chat right now, she said she loves the idea because it gives you extra exposure, but feels hard to make a story worth watching, especially for a brand, so people don't just skip to the next. I use them more to create story highlights so the idea lasts longer than 24 hours. Can you talk a little bit about highlights? Yeah, yeah, I, um, I like highlights a lot, you know, 
going back to, like I said, Ryder is what really got me to be open to stories for um, businesses. And one of our main things was we wanted to have certain highlights that lasted for basically a campaign period. So a semester we wanted, you know, uh, to switch our highlights in the summer to appeal to a different audience, you know, trying to get students to come back in or whatever. So I think highlights is really cool. You know, we talk about how stories disappear, but they don't disappear on your highlight. It's a really cool area to put like, you know, business updates. Like for example, when I worked at Chick-fil-A in our hour, were changing because of, you know, the pandemic and everything. I kept a highlight up there of business updates and it would have our flyer that had our time. And if we were serving through drive-through or in person, that kind of thing. I also used a highlight for brand new food. Like, you know, each campaign that like a new item would come out, I'd have that highlight there. So I think highlights is really cool. You can really use them to match up your social media marketing campaign or just to keep up, you know, if right. you want someone to get an idea of what's going on with your company, what's your company like, who are the people in there, whatever fun thing you want to keep up on your highlight as well, I think is a really cool idea. So essentially a highlight is basically a story that is just archived. Yep. It's a, yeah. And that um, your uh, audience can go over and see. Okay. As opposed to all the other ones that are archived away that you could see in insights yourself. This is what um, the viewer can see. And is highlights only available um, for Instagram or do other networks do that? I believe for Instagram. I haven't seen it for Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I think it might just be Instagram. If yeah, I'm being I think that I, makes Instagram yeah. stand out as, as mm -hmm. a favorite when it comes to stories because you can archive your stories and turn them into highlights. So exactly. I think that's a, a huge advantage for Instagram. So when you're creating content for a story, you can say, hey, I'm just going to move it over into highlight when it's done. Exactly. Correct? Yep, exactly. And then when someone goes and they're like checking out your company, they're visiting your page, they can also click on your stories and see what's going on. So it's a cool way that if they weren't there for that moment, when you posted that story, they could still get a glimpse into what your business is about. Very cool. And my final um, user-generated content from Jamie Shine, she wrote, they're useful on Instagram because you can link directly to your website, which we talked about, um, or a blog or a landing page. Um, I've been able to drive traffic with them on, uh, on stories, but ignore them on other sites. So she's basically saying that, you know, driving traffic to your website, it could be a very helpful uh, use for, for stories. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think once that link feature was added into yeah. it, I think that is one of the best uh, engagement techniques that you can use. And it also just helps you, you know, kind of see the value of stories if you're, you know, a little, a little hesitant. Yeah, because Instagram doesn't allow you to post the links in the posts. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you're now allowed to post links in your stories. So to me, I, I feel like that is a way to push people to use stories more often. Exactly, um, yeah. Because you have to link, you have to, you know, add a link in your bio that will take you to a link tree, then it'll push out to mm -hmm. um, all of your your marketing collateral, your website, uh, wherever you want to push people. But it's it, it takes a couple extra clicks. You know, a lot of people are like, yeah, exactly. I'm not playing with that. But if <laughs> As it's opposed in, to a story, it's right there. It's right there in the story. So there is a huge advantage to Instagram stories, at least, in driving traffic to, to a call to action. Um, so... If you're going to get into the stories game, you know, Instagram seems to be the one to get into. Of course, that depends on, you know, is your audience on Instagram? Are they on mm -hmm. Facebook? You know, it, to me, um, 
you know, that's, that's an important question. Now I have to ask you this, if, if you can do all that on Instagram, so in other words, you can create a link in your story and you're pushing it to Facebook. Does it work the same way on Facebook? I believe so. Yeah. If you're just, it goes automatically there. I still like when I go to make a story and if I want it on both Facebook and Instagram, I still go to Instagram just because I think it's a lot more like user-friendly, that search bar and everything. Facebook, it's a little, little weird. I don't know why, but it still generates right on Facebook. So it's really cool. Like certain gifts that I know, like I could find on the Instagram, like using that story. I like, I I go there as opposed to Facebook because like the gifts are a little different, which is like weird. But yeah, I would still say like, yeah, (laughs) go to Instagram. It's a lot more user friendly. Um, It looks a little, a a little bit more prettier, that kind of thing. And it gets generated right there if you just connect your um, profiles together. And Tegan adds, yes, I cannot wait to start using links to landing pages, type yes. type forms, my website. So to me, I, I think that is a winning formula. You know, a lot of people have for a long time lamented mm-hmm. the fact that in, that Instagram doesn't allow links in in their posts. Uh, but now here's a chance to, to get those links out there with, without having to add them into your bio. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eliza, this has been a great conversation. Um, you know, stories is something that we're, you know, something that we hired basically was a big <laughs> reason why we hired you because we're, we're not, I mean, I'm not yeah. a, a big story user. Uh, we have a lot of social media at ASI yes, was... and, you know, we wanted somebody who really knew stories and mm-hmm. was willing to do them and really get into the weeds of, of doing stories. Um, so before I let you go, um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question. Now, you know, Will Will Smith's slap heard around the world stole the headlines from the from the Academy Awards on Sunday, and within 12 hours, the memes were everywhere. Um, what is your opinion about businesses jumping on trending memes like this one? So you know, I think it all it kind of all goes down to knowing your audience. To me, if I see a business doing a meme like that, I crack up. I think it's hilarious. To other people they might be a little bit more sensitive to the topic. So I think you really need to know your audience and maybe be a little bit more careful if you know that your, you know, your audience might not understand it or might not have that same sense of humor. But I think the businesses that are jumping on it and using that, they, (laughs) they're, it's funny and it's it's definitely staying on trend with things going on like tiktok mm-hmm. is going insane right now with um everything right. that happened right. but uh yeah you can use it for you know certain things like you know i think you've said to me how you saw one that was like monday and like right. me and the smack so yeah. maybe if you could figure out a way to make it like not just posting it to post it you know right. I think there's still a way to kind of make it relevant to your business. If you're going to try to use a meme, like try to, yeah, don't just post it to post it, you know? Um, But yeah, I think also just knowing your audience is a really important thing because you might think it's like hilarious to you and then (laughs) everybody's commenting saying how awful it is. So I think that goes to say with all memes, you know, it's very, you know, some people just don't understand memes at all. So. Right. And I think this is one of those that, when, when I woke up on Monday morning, because I didn't watch it, I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't watch the Oscars um, the way I used to when I was younger. Um, but to me, I had no idea what was going on. But I got up in the morning and I saw that there was nothing but Will Smith and Chris Rock uh, yeah. memes and highlights going on. I was like, what happened last night? And then I saw what happened and I was like, oh, I got, we got to jump on this. 
-hmm. for social media. But then I thought a little bit more about it and yeah. the sensitive nature of the subject, mm -hmm. um, the storyline surrounding it, um, the controversy. Like, yes, it was people thought it was staged. Some people thought it was funny. Others thought it was Will Smith defending his wife. Uh, yeah. Most people, I do think, think it was assault. And, and I'm, you know, it was a whirlwind of things all at once. And I'm like, this could come across poorly if you if you have an audience that could be sensitive to this. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So, you know, I did something very, very neutral. You know, I just posted uh, the slapping, you know, uh, picture. And I said, welcome to the birth of a meme, because I knew this was going to take off. So I didn't really take yeah. much of a side or a stance on yeah, it. Yeah, I think that was very neutral and <laughs> yeah, and smart way. To me, I mean, the repercussions of this you know, are still being felt like what, what's going to happen to, you know, Will Smith and Chris Rock and, and, you know, it, it's still kind of unfolding and it's, it's really mm -hmm. unfortunate. Um, but that said, it, it was, it was something that dominated social media for the good part of 48 hours from yeah. Monday morning until up till yesterday, it was all over my feet. It was, I mean, I could not get away from Chris Rock and Will Smith. Yeah. And for a business not to at least dabble into mm -hmm. that sort of territory would be short-sighted. I, I think yeah. that businesses should have taken a good look at it, made sure that it was right, really kind of come up with, you know, the pros and cons of doing this. And then mm -hmm. whether or not you decide to do it, that's up to you. But it, it's, it reminds me of a couple of years ago or a bunch of years ago. I don't know if you were too young to remember the dress, you know, was it oh yeah, <laughs> gold or was it blue mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And then there was the, um, um, the, the two sounds. What was it? Uh, you couldn't tell what they were saying. One sound. Yeah. Like, I forget the two, uh, the, the two words, but those are the types of occurrences and events that happen that you're just, you would be foolish not to at least. Yeah, I mean, those are extremely to... safe too. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, the Will Smith situation. Right. Like, you know, the dress is very, very safe to have played off. I think memes are a great thing. You know, I, I love memes. I, you know, I crack up and I send them yeah. to my friends and everything. Whenever I see a business do it, I, I laugh too. I'm like, okay, that's, I kind of like give props to whoever the yeah. social media person is. I was like, okay. Like, I see, like, you know, you're trying to appeal to like a younger audience and everything, which is cool. It's just, you know, that sense of also still knowing your audience and that other half of it that might not even understand it, might take offense to it and everything. Right. So, you know, it's, it's not so like uh, black and white. Right. So memes say. could be a whole different topic we could talk about. On another yeah, time. I know. <laughs> we'll get but, some uh, memes together. Yeah. Again, this has been a really great conversation about um, using stories for your business. And I hope <laughs> everyone got a lot out of this. Um, yeah. Now, Eliza, any parting words about stories? Well, I just hope I convinced everybody to, you know, start making some stories yeah. and creating them and using them. At least test them out. Test them out. The feature's there. Why not? You right. know, it's there for social media. Just just test it out. So that's, if, those are my parting If words. anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they... Oh, yeah. They can email me, you know, um, at ebage at ASI Central, or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's my first name, last name. So. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Eliza. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you next time on The Social Angle.